All right, it is a Motown Misery Monday in the nation's capital. Another disheartening effort, performance, loss, everything. 45 to 15. The final score yesterday for the Miami Dolphins uh, ahead of Ron Rivera for now and the Washington Commanders. 45 15, second consecutive game. The Commanders have allowed 45 points, third consecutive game in which Sam Howell has thrown a pick six to break it all down with us as he does each and every Monday at this time is our guy, the former head coach of the Washington Redskins, longtime NFL offensive coordinator, Jay Gruden on air and on the road. Jay Gruden is driven by the Ted Britt automotive group, Ted Britt Ford in Chantilly and Fairfax, your F-150 headquarters and Ted Britt Chevrolet in Sterling, all home to Ted Britt for life, lifetime vehicle coverage. See and shop the ball at Ted Britt. Dot com. Hello, Jay. How are you, sir? Chris, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Better than the commanders, I can tell you that much, which is pretty much what I answered <laughs> almost every Monday. Uh, I hope you are uh, as well. Um, all right, so let's start there. Well, actually, let's before we get into whatever the nitty-gritty of the game is, because I do have some specific questions for you, uh, your tweet, uh, I think it was last night, is getting a lot of traction, as many of yours uh, do, when you said, uh, at coach underscore Jay Gruden, you said, four to five years now, figured culture would have been the difference. I, I see you're catching a lot of shrapnel on Twitter. Not a surprise. Uh, people are angry. People are frustrated, whatever. Uh, they blame you. They don't blame you. What, whatever the case might be. I guess long and short of it is, what you're trying to get at is, hey, man, they promised a culture change. They promised to clean up the carnage, the wreckage of whatever the 2019 era season left behind. And here we are, and it's the same damn story. Is is that right? Yeah, yeah basically. You know, I kind of, that was kind of my uh, going away present was the horrible culture I left behind, which yeah. I didn't think it was that bad. But, you know, uh, you know, a lot of people said it. And, um, no, I just reacted to it. I just thought after four or five years, they'd have the right people in there and it'd be a much better place. And it looks like it's worse. I think people were more mad. If I could just say this for myself and how I remember it, I think people were more mad at, at Bruce who after firing you after the Owen five start said the culture is damn great, good or whatever uh, he, he said, you know, like I think people were more mad about that quote and that statement and maybe what you're, I guess, trying to say is, yeah, it, maybe Bruce was over the top, but it, but you didn't leave behind the mess that, I guess, the perception is that you left behind. No, I thought we left around some uh, pretty good core nucleus of players. Personally, obviously, we had quarterback issues, but, uh, you know, most teams do when coaches right. get fired, and that's why you just keep working and keep plugging and try to get the right guy in there. But I thought defensively we got a lot better uh, than when I got uh, when I picked up the team and we had some offensive skill in place and offensive linemen in place and um, yeah so I just I just didn't think it was that bad we had some bad characters every team has some characters right. that you know when you're losing they hit the media and sure. make it look bad but sure um, but for the most part I thought the core nucleus was good Terry McLaurin's the pain the Allen's the uh, sweats the you know Brandon Sheriff was still there Cole mm-hmm. Holcomb was still there Terry McLaurin, I guess, you know, so I thought we had some pretty good players. Yeah, there's no doubt that you guys left, uh, you know, the cupboards uh, maybe not completely full, but but certainly stocked. There's no doubt about that, and it just hasn't equaled out for whatever reason. And I guess it goes to show you, you know, like you can have nice people and you can have good choir boys and people not get in trouble, 
But it doesn't mean you're going to win games at this level. And I, I think this year, you know, like, like I guess the results of the first three years under Ron mildly surprised me. I, I thought they would have been better. This is shocking to me, Jay, that the bottom has fallen out so badly this year. Yeah, me too, especially on defense. That's the, this is the most confusing thing that I, I think of the season. You know, offensively, I actually thought they would struggle a little bit with the first-year quarterback sure. starting for his first time, and they have some offensive line issues. Like, by golly, we have to address that at some point. Mm-hmm. Obviously not a big focal point at tight end, a, a physical tight end, which I've mentioned many, many times they have to address at some point. So I figured they'd struggle a little bit, but – you know, Sam Howell's showing some toughness, but defensively, they they are, are they're not good. They can't stop the run. Um, they don't get a pass rush. They can't cover. Uh, they're in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, they just they just don't look like they they're in sync. They don't look like they're fast. They don't look like they're tough. I'm not going to say they're not tough, but they just don't. I don't know. They just don't look like an NFL defense right now. They look confused. They look like they're you know, they're just not playing where they're supposed to play and how they're supposed to play. Just, it's just weird watching them on tape. Yeah, and and it's really looked like that for a large part of the year, but that brings us specifically to a couple of things from an X and O perspective that I wanted to ask you. If you're, um, look, we know how good Tyreek Hill is. We know how fast he is. We know how smart Mike McDaniel is, Tua, all of that. But is there any chance that, on third and two, you're running Quan Martin or second-round rookies played maybe 100 defensive snaps one-on-one with Tyreek Hill with no safety help over the top when you're talking about simplifying the defense and the change that was made from Del Rio to Ron calling plays. Is there any chance you're allowing that? And, and like, what would be the impetus for that? It was a unique coverage check. You know, they went to empty. They put Mozart outside, and Jamin Davis went outside to the weak side of the formation. Tyreek Hill was on a strong side of the formation at number two. And uh, the rookie was playing outside leverage about five yards off. And once, once Mozart went outside, Jamin Davis gave a signal to safety, hey, I need some help. So they, like, clouded Mozart over mm-hmm. there, which left no safety in the middle for the poor rookie to cover Tyreek Hill from five yards off. And sure enough, lo and behold, Tyreek just ran right, right by him. And – it was very unique coverage. And then on the second one, you know, Percy Butler, you know, he's a middle, he's a middle safety. I mean, you can't let, you have to be deeper than the deepest at all times. And mm-hmm. you let Tyreek run right by him and right by Kendall Fuller for another long one. So those big plays, you just can't give up to the Miami Dolphins. You have to force two to, to check the ball down every now and then and, and try to hit it in between scenes like he does a great job of, you know, they're going to hit you some way, but you can't give up those 50, 60 yarders. Uh, is that, um, I mean, because, you know, again, part of the criticism against Jack was the big plays, of course, and that his system was maybe too confusing, too many checks, what have you. So I would assume there's not a whole lot of communication that I or blown communication that I could see here. Maybe there was. It looks more like this is just bad design and, and maybe asking players that just not simply aren't capable of doing this or did the Dolphins again dictate it especially on the first one by putting A-chain on the other side of the formation as you described yeah I think yeah I think so I think when you have that play and you have H-chain running a go ball you're looking at and Tyreek's at number two running a stomp route which we call it a stomp down the down the inside edge of the numbers your job as a quarterback with a single high you're going to read that safety if he cheats over to Tyreek then they would have H-chain or Boats or whoever it was running right by Jamin Davis so that's when the safety cheated over to help um, linebacker out there, Jamin Davis, and when Tua saw that, then he went right to Tyreek and just launched it. So it was a pick your poison. I would like to have seen the safety stay high in the middle of the field and read the quarterback's eyes, and once he you know, turned his shoulders to launch it, then he could have broken, maybe be in a position to break it up.
Jay Gruden with us again. Make sure you follow him. He's very, very, very entertaining. At Coach underscore Jay Gruden on Twitter with us on the BetQL guest hotline uh, each and every Monday at 2.30. From an offensive standpoint, third straight game, Sam Howell pick six, so obviously that's not bad. Uh, I think he only got sacked three times, but he was under pressure a lot and and maybe seemingly more in yesterday's game than, than recent games. Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, I, we can we can debate that, but Jay, it seems like he's regressing. Certainly not even stable, and certainly not progressing. Is that what you see? I see a, a fire drill on every snap when he goes back to pass. It, it's 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 not good. Um, the protection is poor, and he is this poor guy. He's he's playing his tail off, man. I have a lot of respect for Sam Howell and the way he plays and the way he competes. He's a great competitor, but he just needs some help. I mean, from a system standpoint, from a protection standpoint. Um, everything. He's just not getting a lot of help. It's just, Sam, you go out there and scramble, try to find somebody open. I mean, if he couldn't run, if he couldn't move, I don't know if they would have got a completion. I mean, the scrambles he had to uh, to the running back, Antonio Gibson, he scrambled out there. He had another scramble for a first down on the first drive of the game. Um, you know, the first third down, he scrambles, gets his first down. The second third down, it's a clear all-out blitz. They have no answer. He gets hit right in the face and throws an incompletion. Mm. So, you know, the, the release screen that he throws a pick six on, they don't touch the end, and both receivers on the outside are looking for the ball. They're not blocking. It's just a weird. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Dynamic of what's going on this late in the season, there seems to be a lot of protection issues and a lot of uh, miscommunication as far as receivers and backs. All right, so so the 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 protection issues have been an issue throughout the year. Uh, sometimes on the yeah. offensive line, sometimes on Sam, what have you. So maybe we shouldn't be surprised by that. But you just brought up the wide receivers; they're not blocking. They're not uh, seemingly. There's confusion. If you're going to b- run a quick game with uh, horizontal and 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 sideways uh, screens, right? You've got to have those receivers ready and, and and able to cut somebody down or at least obstruct somebody. And Andrew Wiley's got to play that a little bit better, does he? Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of times when you throw a screen to the number two receiver like it was intended, the, the tackle's got to go out and attack the defensive end. Mm-hmm. You can't let him uh, be in position to, to, to get that pick. you got to be aggressive with him and go out and get him and get his hands down. So, yeah, it, it's just tough. You know, it's just, uh, it, it just seems like, you can't blame one person on offense. A lot of times it's a guard. A lot of times it's a center. Sometimes it's the tackles are getting bull rushed. Sometimes it's a miscommunication by the route runners. Um, Sam misses a throw from time to time. But this poor guy, he is he is playing his tail off. He just needs to get a little help around him. And the running game actually worked out pretty good towards the end. They were able to run the ball, which is mm-hmm. a good thing. But you know they were up. They were down by thirty. Well, so they were <laughs> all right. So let me have- <laughs> at least they got the running game going. <laughs> So <laughs> that leads me into my next question, okay? Because I was bitching about this uh, last hour. So you tell me if I'm crazy here. They ran the ball 15 times, 14 by design because you had the the, the tush push touchdown, whatever. Uh, but 14 by design, 15 times overall in the first half. 
Uh, and then they ran the ball 13 times, I think, all by design, all by call in the second half without Brian Robinson when you're getting blown out 31-7 at the start of the half, and it's 38-7 five minutes into the third quarter. Does something there smell fishy in terms of Ron maybe taking control uh, and 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 putting his fingerprints on the offense and maybe taking away some of the freedoms of EB, or is that just because the the passing offense was so out of whack, so out of rhythm that they were just trying to save face? How do you kind of meet that out? Yeah, I think you're right on the second part. I think when you see Sam Howell come to the sideline with his face mask crooked and his helmet off, uh, you know, and he's you know, his jersey's all dirty. I think, hey man, let's give this guy a break. He's mm-hmm. taking a beating. Let's go ahead and hand the ball off and get the hell out of here. Okay. You know, try to get something going, try to get some physicality with our offensive line, get them come off the ball instead of pass blocking or lack of pass blocking and watching Sam get hit. Uh, that makes sense. I mean, that, that makes more sense than my conspiracy theory, and that's why I would love to have you on uh, because you can obviously put it in a perspective that uh, we can't. Um, all right, so the bye week is here. Thank goodness they can't lose this Sunday or this week because they aren't playing. Um, I mean, there's nothing – you know, I mean, would you have I, – I, let me ask the most delicate way I can. Would there have been any advantage to firing Ron Rivera today or last night if you're Josh Harris, knowing that you can't even really work with the players this week beyond today because they're all mandated to have off by the CBA for the rest of the week? Yeah, they're running out of coaches. You can't fire them now. I mean, who's going to call the defense? They yeah. fired a defensive back coach, defensive coordinator, so Ron's got to call the defense and – they just got to let it play out now, and they just got to get together and, and let the players have their time off and come back, and hopefully they're rejuvenated and try to come up with the last quarter of the season with some competitive spirit and do the best they can because Sam is competing his ass mm-hmm. off, and there are other guys competing. I'm not saying you guys are all tanking it because they have some guys that are competing. They just got to try to find some things that they can do successfully and compete in these last four games. All right, speaking of competing, that's what the Rams are doing, which is the next opponent, granted, in two weeks. Uh, they're now 6-6. Six and six. They whoop up on Joe Flacco and the Browns. Maybe not a surprise that Joe Flacco struggled a little bit late in that game, but 36-19... This Puka Nakua guy has kind of come out of nowhere for McVay and the Rams, and they're tough physically on defense. And uh, I mean, are the Rams, or at least in your eyes, are they a, a legitimate a playoff contender? I mean, I know they're right there, but are they a legitimate playoff team in your eyes? Oh, for sure. You got the Rams, you got the Packers, you got the Vikings, you got the Seahawks. They're all battling, I think, for two spots. Yeah. And the Rams, Rams, Rams are there, you know, with Puka healthy and, and Stafford throwing the ball the way he is, and they still have Aaron Donald. Uh, wouldn't it be a treat to see Detroit play the Rams at mm. Detroit in the first round of the playoffs mm. with Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit? I think, uh, yeah, I think the Rams definitely. When you have a guy like Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Puka, um, Sean McVay calling plays, and Aaron Donald and, and, and Raheem Morris on defense, they're going to be competitive. They're going to be right there at the end. The 49ers – just uh, broke out the whooping stick on the Eagles after the first quarter. How do you explain being so dead on arrival in the first quarter and then just exploding for 14 points in each of the last three quarters and a 42-burger on the defending NFC champions? I think they just stick with their plan. Kyle does a good job of sticking with the plan. He doesn't get too out of whack. If things don't go well early, he's going to stick with McCaffrey. He's going to get the screens out to Debo. He's going to get the ball in space to his playmakers, and they are going to make plays. That's what they do, and that's the beauty of the 49ers. They have different ways to hurt you with Kittle and Debo and Ayuk and obviously McCaffrey, and then you can always run it left. If you want to run it left, you can run it left. You saw him run it left behind Trent for many, many yards, and 
many first downs. So they are a very good football team. I think the best roster in NFL, right? Offensively yeah. and when they're healthy, they're right? By far, yeah. yeah, by far the best roster in pro football, top to bottom. Are you still one? Are Are you still one of these guys? And I shouldn't say are you still. Are you one of these guys that believe in San Francisco? It's more about the system as opposed to the healthy talent operating at a high level within that system. I think if those players from San Francisco came over here to the Washington Commanders, I think the Washington Commanders would be winning the division for sure. Hmm. Don't you, Chris? If you take that roster and you bring it to another city, any other city, they're going to have success because their coaches know what they're doing. I mean, you got it. It's It's hard to screw that team up. I mean, you can call whatever you want. I mean, you run the ball successfully. Right. You can run screens out to Debo. The receivers all block. They're all physical. Uh, Juwan Jennings and Debo, they block. And Ayuk, they, I mean, they block safeties. They dig them out. They block for their buddies on the screens. Um, yeah, and then they also can run, and they can run routes, and they're physical, and obviously they have the best running back in pro football. So, yeah, and they have a quarterback that's, you know, being compared to Joe Montana. So there's really not a weakness on that football team. I agree. Jay Gruden with us for another minute or two. Um did you see the uh, double reverse touchdown to Jamison Williams that uh, the uh, boy wonder over there, uh, the uh, offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, uh, who is every you know who everybody is salivating over? Did you see him dial uh, that up? And and what do you make of what you know about him moving forward? Well, he's done a great job. You know, Jared Goff is a, is a very good quarterback. It's good to have a veteran like that. But you have to do some different things with Jared. You can't just drop back and throw it. He does mm-hmm. a good job at the running game. Montgomery and Gibbs, they do a great job. They have two outstanding backs, and they have a very good tight end. This rookie tight end was a great pick, and I've mentioned before how important yep. a tight end is in some of these offenses. And Sam Laporte is emerging as a top three tight end in the National Football League. And obviously uh, with uh, St. Brown, he's a great player. And then they throw in the, the fun stuff, the reverses and some of the double passes and the flea flickers to make it fun for the offense, and they, they're successful with them. No doubt about it. Uh, tough injury for Tank Dell and Texans. Uh, that was a team you were on early. We'll see how they recover, but at least they won yesterday uh, on that game ceiling interception at the end, breaking up the Broncos' five-game winning streak. So many great storylines. I wish we had more time for them all. Uh, Jay, appreciate you as always. Good to catch up with you. We'll speak to you next Monday, uh, and uh, yeah, maybe you can help Louisville get a touchdown at some point uh, here uh, uh, yeah, moving forward. that up, Chris. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They still had a great year. I know. First year. I know they did. I know they did. You're my guy. You know that. I got to bust your chops a little bit. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate you. All right, that is Jay Gruden on air and on the road. Jay Gruden driven by the Ted Britt Automotive Group, Ted Britt Ford in Chantilly and Fairfax, your F-150 headquarters in Ted Britt Chevrolet in Strolling All Home, the Ted Britt for Life, Lifetime Vehicle Covered C, and shop them all at tedbritt.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.